0: Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Dr. Ian DeJong. Dr. DeJong graduated from high school in 1982, served two years in the military. He obtained his bachelor's degree in dental surgery in 92. He's owned his own practice in South Africa for 24 years before being offered an opportunity to join the practice in the UK. He now works at the Exmoor Dental Center in Minehead with this area of focus being cosmetic and restorative dentistry. Dr. Ian DeJong, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, right off the bat, I think you've raised a remarkable human being in Ian Jr. He he makes my life better and has so many qualities that I aspire to. And before we jump in, I want to express my gratitude of, of how well you've raised him and, and what, it, what a fine young man he is. I would love to hear about your journey from dental school in in 92 to owning your practice to what brought you into the UK. Um
1: mm-hmm. Eric, um, we well, are starting off. Thank you very much. And thank you for the accolades. I, I, I do sometimes I, well, we can only thank the dear Lord that he gave us such a wonderful son. And um, <laughs> thank you for the, all the opportunities he's given. You guys have given him as well. And uh, also for linking us from South Africa all the way to the States. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a, a a rather interesting journey in my life as well. You know, we... I uh, went and as I said, you said I did my military service first. Not exactly sure what I wear. I wanted to end up. Um, started working in the, for a chap in, in in Cape Town. I won't mention his name, but he pretty quickly showed me everything I never wanted to do for the rest of my life in the industry. <laughs> so, um, but he gave me an opportunity for six months, and and then I I. I, I uh, then met up with a chap that was selling, he had back problems, he was selling his practice. He comes back a little later, that's why I'll mention him. But in any way, so I bought his practice, a well-established practice. Was difficult initially, me being freshly qualified and him having been a dentist for so many years and everybody, you know, if you move into a new practice, it's never a very easy thing. And Mm -hmm. moving in as as a newbie is more difficult because people always, you know, they always refer back to their old dentist. Now I'm now in that Mm. position where I'm the old dentist, you know, so, (laughs) um, but yeah. So then I, I worked in that practice and built it up and, um, we were situated close to the uh, city center, um, which was a very, very good position to be when we started off, but as time went by and things changed in South Africa, we got few, quite a few elements that moved into the city centers. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it wasn't really a safe option anymore. That was after, towards, or closer towards the end. The two partners I worked for, both of them, I think thought they were going to sit out their, their, their dentistry career and then maybe retire. So they were trying because it's quite, it's a very expensive outing to, to, to read or just to shift a, a, a dental practice. And then at the end, it just became unbearable and we had to move. And when we sold our building um, and we were in the process of selling it, this friend that I bought the practice from 25 years ago, he was in um, Derbyshire in the UK and um, used to come back to South Africa a lot. And he said, yeah, why don't you just come and visit us? And um, then I came over to the UK just to come and see, because, you know, as, as most foreigners, they think London is the UK. And uh, if London was the UK, I wouldn't be in London. <laughs> in <the UK. laughs> but anyway, so we, we came over and um, uh, we were actually in Greece. We flew to the UK for a week. He showed us around, showed us the practice and showed us how basically how things worked. And, and Elmer and myself said, you know, I was, I was a little bit torn between having to um, just, you know, pull out the, tent pens and move out five kilometers up the road and just keep on doing what I've done for the last 25 five five years. You know, unfortunately it also gets to a stage where people think they own you. Mm-hmm. You know, you become so, Almost like a, a unmissable object in the neighbourhood, you know. Everybody they can they can see you at church, and they ask you, "Can't you just fill this too quickly?" And then you have to drive down to the practice and go and do a filling for them, you know. <laughs> and that's also, I mean, that's there's a nice part about it. But then, as I said, there are also people that think they can they own you. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, Ian, my son, and my daughter. Um, they, she'd completed her medical studies. Ian was already doing his honours degree, so we thought, well, let's go and do something else because we loved travelling, and we thought coming to the UK just made sense. You know, everything mm. is three, four hours away, and not twelve hours away where we are down in South Africa. So yeah, we we at the end, I um then heard of a a friend of mine who also studied at my university at Stellenbosch. And, um, I heard he was looking for somebody to, to come to his uh, practice. And I called him and he seemed very eager and and he's an incredibly nice guy. And, and the next moment we, we ended up, uh, to be quite honest, I had absolutely no idea where my head was, as I said, you know, Mm -hmm. London, Mm London to me was the UK (laughs) and, um, yeah, I, don't is think, about, I don't think most
2: people know where mine it is, so you will. I'm sure they'll let is, you off is, the hook. Minehead
1: is close to Cardiff, but on the other side of the Bristol Channel. So um, uh, we then we, we came and we've loved it. We've been here for six years now, going on seven years, and uh, yeah, that's and that's how I am here. And 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 obviously, COVID didn't make it very easy because mm-hmm. we do like. I'm um, traveling back and forth to South Africa and traveling to to uh, the islands and having a good time. But well, that was, everybody had a bit of a dip there, but
0: we're we're alive and well and going on. <laughs> now, what would you say is the biggest difference in practicing dentistry in South Africa and practicing dentistry in the UK?
1: Erika, that is a very, very easy question. I think if you, i have been in private practice for 25 years and uh, I mean, the biggest thing about private practice is, is itemized billing. And uh, when we came to the, to the UK, I, my initial stint was mostly NHS, which to any person that has been in private practice does not make sense at all. Because you, you, with, with the NHS, and I don't want to expand too much, but I mean, basically, you, you've got three bands. You've got a band one, which basically includes your examination. Then you've got a band two, which basically includes fillings, root canals, extractions, whatever. And then you've got a band three, which is anything with lab work included. Um, so that would be the highest um, mm-hmm. fee. But now, what happens is, if you're going, if you, I mean, and and that's where I found that what wasn't making sense to me was the fact that you had you could do ten fillings, and then you get one. One I mean it, it, it's it's about sixty eight pounds or something. whether you do one filling or ten fillings doesn't matter. you get sixty eight pounds Wow um now, so
2: very different they, than the us I very think different if you, than the us if you,
1: um if you If you look at the whole scenario, that doesn't work. you know it, it there's no ways, and that's exactly in short why the NHS at this stage is totally short of employ of, of of dentists because people i mean especially throughout covert many people there their nhs contracts have gotten so much smaller you're forever i mean you have to reach your targets if you get your targets then you get paid the full amount if you don't reach your targets then you get paid even less hmm. so i think the pressure got too much and at the end People have just decreased their um, the NHS um, uh, uh, partnerships, and they've they've increased their their private. So it, it, the only good thing about COVID is is it's lightened or widened up the world to private dentistry, mm-hmm. and where young dentists used used to start off and first get themselves on, on, at on speed. You know, for the first five years or for the first ten years in their life, and maybe own their own NHS brick. These youngsters are now immediately once they've done their VT year, which is like your one year after after training, you have to work at, under a supervised dentist. These guys are moving immediately to private dentistry now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because um, yeah, and and I mean, you will know there is there are so many problems now, and it's even going to to, to, to influence the English so much worse because so many, if, if people hadn't been to the practice since 2019, they were scrapped. So now they have to come in as a private patient
2: Hmm. and
1: many of those people just can't afford it. So what are they going to do? It's only going to be uh, emergencies, you know, Mm -hmm. no more Mm -hmm. dentistry.
0: So that's a tough one. Yeah. Now, when you reflect on your career, is there a memorable patient or patient experience you remember? Well, you know, I, I always have to. I'll probably,
1: memorable was a full re- rehab I did and which I probably regretted for the rest of my life because I think there are people that, are, that have learned another five years extra to do that. You know, doing a, a whole full mouth of crowns first, the top and then the lower, and, and you—oh no, I'll—I I'll promise you, Eric, that was—and that's why I said I think there are people that have thought or learnt a little bit further. But many, many, many smaller cases. You know, I—I I, I think obviously we we see saw the whole spectrum in South Africa. You you had uh, you you could do basically what you wanted. I mean. So obviously your specialists are, are a much higher fee. So some people would come to you for 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 better. But I think you know, in general, I th- there's the, the the pros far outweigh the the, the the negatives. You know, and and yes, you see it every day. You know, and this week I had a lady, and it's it's so you know, some people are just so easy to please, and you know what? With those people, there basically never ever goes anything wrong either. But with the ones that are the difficult ones to please, there's always something wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think, I mean, whether it be a denture, whether it be a root canal, whether it be six insiram crowns on the front teeth, you know, those are the kinds of things that really make it worth your day. And people come in and they say, can you do something about my smile? And you just, you know, I've got a chap today, Philip, um, he's he's, he's an old war veteran, He's 93 years old. I started off with, he didn't want a denture. And eventually, you know, I had to, like, do certain crowns and things, and now I'm making him a Valplast denture, which is a, a better kind of denture. Hardly, you know, hardly know it's in your mouth. So things like that, you know, being able to help people. So, <laughs> you know, things like that make your, yes, they are, unfortunately, I, so many times you're hard on yourself because you, you only remember the bad ones. The good ones sort of just disappear. They just go on, and uh, but those bad ones are the ones that keep you awake at night. And <laughs> I think it's 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 dentistry as a whole, Eric. I I can't really tell you of a a specific case. I mean, if it if it was taxing and and hurting me every day of my life, I don't think I would have done it. But
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: mm-hmm. I, I think I've got a, a heart for dentistry. Um, a heart, why people always say, Do you enjoy looking in people's mouths for, for 12 hours or nine hours a day? I said, Well, it's far, far past that. I mean, you're doing a service and you're helping people. You know, that's why a GP goes to work. I just do it on teeth. You know, mm-hmm. I remember at, at, at university, our um, lecturers used to always say, They said, Remember, it's not 32 teeth surrounded by a mass of protoplasm. I mean, there's a person in there. <laughs> and I think that's where I've also, there's also a person in me, you know. So I still, I, that's why I really struggled initially with the, with the NHS. The whole idea of the NHS was really tough on me because you have to learn the system. And uh, and that was not the way I used to do it, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so, but fortunately now our NHS is just getting so much less and our private is, thanks to Ian is just getting so much more because the one feeds the other and it's Mm -hmm. and it's getting more and more and more every day i've got private initially you would like see one private year one day now it's every day you know so yeah that's making it a lot more enjoyable as well feasible and enjoyable yeah uh,
2: one thing that i've seen uh, seeing as i help out with the google my business and things like that. The people, the British people, are realizing what is going so that something is wrong. Uh, when when I would message back and forth, and I would say, "No, the waiting time is four weeks, or five weeks, or six weeks to get in to have an NHS appointment." The first thing they would say is, "Wow, like how how is that? Can I please then come and see you private rather? Uh, I can't hmm. wait that long, or or I'm not inter- or, or that's not going to work for me." And that has been. Just in the last six months or so, I've definitely seen a significant growth in people just being fed up with um, with mm-hmm. either the long waiting times or, or not being able to find a dentist. Especially, I can't find a dentist in my town. You're 45 minutes away from me. Can I drive uh, to you, Dr. De Jong? That That's a lot of the mm-hmm. messages. I'll come and see you privately. Can I drive 45 minutes? Can I drive an hour? Yeah. Uh, and that just shows those flaws. Mm-hmm. There it is, is.
1: Um, in, the, in the UK, there's one thing, and I remember when we started off, I always said, now, I mean, I'm seeing the guy today, then I'm seeing him six weeks, and Andre, the owner of, of, of the practice, he said, you know, one thing about the British, they don't mind waiting. Now, coming hmm. from South Africa, it's probably the, the the one thing we not, we can't do, and that's wait. <laughs> and I think that's why also that same practice and why people, when they think they own you, they want to see you tomorrow. I had people, they would come in and, and they would say, well, what are you doing between six and seven tonight? I'll pay you double, but I want to see you. You know, that's the mm. that's how South Africans are. And mm. over here, I must say the British people, well, I think we're, we're also in an area, and that's the one good thing about MyNet, is that we've got a very large retired um, community here. And these people have all been paying for their dentistry all through their lives. So it's not really, but you're finding a much younger lot as well coming in now. And, and, and they just say, look, I mean, if I want my teeth kept, um, I'll probably just have to come private. You know, that's unfortunately because they nowhere where will you be getting in on, on the NHS anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so people have just realized Um, that's what they've got to do. Now, what's next for you? I think at this stage, I'm quite content Uh, and especially with my private and and because I'm getting better known and and, and more popular Mm -hmm. amongst people as a private dentist, I can really see myself, um, evolving right here where I am. And um, because Elmer and myself are also well settled in, in, in where we are, um, I don't think I, 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 you know, I'm I'm 60 next year. Yeah, 60 next year, and um, um, I'll probably want to work maybe for another seven, eight years, and uh, um, you know, the the absolute joy of not having to pick up any tabs. I walk to work at 25 past eight in the morning. I start at half past eight. I work, I leave there at five o'clock in the afternoon. I I don't close the doors, I just walk out. And whatever (laughs) I need is always there. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, I don't have any staff issues. I have nothing, I only, I'm very fortunate to be the only dentist. I have my own nurse, Richard. And, um, uh, you know, this afternoon, actually, I saw a lady at four o'clock and, and when she left, she said, have you guys been working together a long time. I said, well, we have, I can see that, you know, and, and that's a compliment. I'm definitely not at the end of the road, you know, Then mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, so there's no barring what I can do, if I, but great. I can do it in the practice. I can mm-hmm. do it in mm-hmm. the practice and, and, and um, yeah, Minehead might not be the biggest place in town, but you know what? There's a massive
0: area around Minehead, and lots of people are coming in anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it still ranks as one of the best. You know, come in to see you and meet Ian and Hannah there, and and you know, me taking the girls and Emily. It still ranks as our favorite vacation. Uh, we love Minehead, and Evelyn is all about uh, going again. They're both Sophia and Evelyn are super excited. So you're gonna always welcome. You're gonna see us again, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love you guys, that. i've still well, got
1: your i've still got your what is it bourbon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've still got a little bit left for your return
0: <laughs> that sounds lovely i'm, I'm ready <laughs> all right ian jr dr Dejong, thank you guys so much for jumping on with me today and that was your by dental marketing thank you
2: so much eric
1: thank you
0: so much guys